tarde nos hemos ido en el baúl, bueno, nos hemos ido en el tiempo al baúl de los recuerdos y hemos recordado estas canciones que realmente son muy buenas. Um, eh, con esto quiero decirles que les agradezco por su atención prestada. Se quedan con los 007 de Venezuela. Esto se llama Tus ojos pardos. Buenas tardes. Este fue el show de Leo Ramírez. Que me quiere. Oh, sí. Házmelo saber. Con tus ojitos, color de miel, dímelo pronto, para saber que si es así. Hello, Vancouver. Thanks for tuning in to CITR 101.9 FM here in Vancouver. You're listening to the show Little Bit of Soul, and I've got a really good lineup. 
Uh, so you're going to want to stick around for that. We've got some R&B and Motown, along with good old faithful jazz. Um, and we're going to be speaking a lot about the pianist Art Tatum today, who influenced jazz piano in a profound way. And I'll explain why later, as will Oscar Peterson and Count Basie. Um, I'm going to be playing a p- clip um, off of a BBC show about them talking about Art Tatum. So welcome to the show, Little Bit of Soul. Sit, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Like I said, we're going to have a wonderful time uh, with the jazz portion of today's show, but I thought that we could start off with a few descendants of jazz. Uh, You could catch up with the times. We're going to be listening to some R&B and Motown. So here's Etta James first with Wallflower. Dance with me, Henry. Hey, baby! What do I have to do to make you love me too? Got to roll with me, Henry.
was James Brown with There Was a Time and a standout performance with a cool kind of samba-like intro. And if you haven't seen a video of James Brown performing, one of those black and white ones, um, old school, like from the 60s, go and do so now um, because we all know him for his music. But part of what made him so amazing is was his stage presence um, his dancing and his energy, his little like foot skidding around when he's like up on stage. Um, and supposedly uh, those who saw him in person say that he was electrifying. So if you want to see where Michael Jackson picked up all of his dance style and striking poses, where it all originated, I am telling you right now, James Brown, uh, all of us, anybody's dance moves, all of our dance moves uh, originated from James Brown's. So <laughs> before Mr. Brown, we also heard um, the Motown song, What's Easy for Two is Hard for One, which is a great song produced by none other than Smokey Robinson. Uh, that recording uh, was from 1963, and it was performed by the lady of Motown, Mary Wells. Uh, and Bud Powell right now is going to be leading us into the jazz portion of the show uh, with a piece called Whale. He's a good segue into what we'll be talking about after the break, uh, which is going to be Mr. Art Tatum. But first, Bud Powell with Whale.
This is the sound of compost and recyclables going into the garbage. Garbage that ends up in the landfill creating greenhouse gases. This is the sound of a more sustainable campus. You can make a difference when you sort it out. Learn more at sustain.ubc.ca slash sort it out. Having trouble finding affordable, fresh baked goods and coffee? Come down to Agora Cafe located in the Macmillan building at UBC. There's also space available to study. Welcome back to the show, Little Bit of Soul, on CITR 101.9 FM. Today we're going to be talking and taking a look about, uh, or taking a look at Art Tatum, or I guess I should say a listen to Art Tatum, the pianist of the 30s and 40s. But before we do that, I thought I might play uh, one of his tunes so you can get a taste of Mr. Art Tatum's musical stylings. Then we'll divulge and dissect afterwards. So here's Art Tatum first with I Wish I Were Twins. Tatum with I Wish I Were Twins. Um, now, Art Tatum was an extremely influential pianist. 
He only had a short life. He died when he was 47, but he definitely left, definitely left behind incredible recordings, playing in the styles of Boogie Woogie style, um, Boogie Woogie style stride um, and swing. And he grew up in Toledo, where he uh, took a few music courses. But remarkably, he was mostly self-taught. And what is more is that he was born nearly blind. Um, Even still, he had an amazing feel for the piano, and he's probably one of the most technically advanced pianists um, of the time, as you will hear in his recordings, and as you probably noticed from the previous recording. Um, He played with sweeping grand scales and multiple chords throughout his performances. And because of this, he was even accused of having too many notes of playing too many notes in his pieces. Um, but if you listen to his recordings, it was just it just seems so easy for him. Uh, you can actually hear how smooth all of his lines are and how clear they are. Um, and he was said to reinvent pieces because it was so easy for him to do so. Uh, so before we listen to a couple more of Art Tatum's recordings, I thought that I would play a clip from... BBC's show Words and Music from 1980 which is highly educational it's Oscar Peterson hosting the show with the guest Count Basie and they are recounting stories about Art Tatum and talking about his playing so we have some first-hand accounts which are telling us about the man Art Tatum, who he was, um, and how he was known to intimidate all other jazz pianists um, because he was so advanced. Um, I also really like uh, Count Basie's description of Art Tatum's playing, uh, how he says that Art Tatum didn't like to have any spaces in the music, uh, which is quite true if you listen to it even in the slow sections he throws a wacky scale in there um so oscar peterson is the lower voice on the uh, recording uh in the show words and music and his co-hosting sidekick count basie they're edging him on to play um so after them i'll be sure to play some more of art tatum's recording Uh, recordings, but please enjoy the witty banter (laughs) between Count Basie and Oscar Peterson first. First. Because when Art Tatum used to play, my feeling about it was that whether it was certainly a pianist that thought they wanted to follow him, they would change their mind. And if it was a, a horn of some sort, there was always a scuffle as to who was going to play the next solo following the piano solo, they'd be all pushing each other, saying, well, you got it. And he said, no, no, you've got it. You know? <laughs> because he played so much, and he had a trick he used to do. If a soloist was playing, they're playing something about this tempo. He would lay one of these on him, like... <laughs> and of course, right? <laughs> That's just what you've been doing to me all the time. <laughs> 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 
But that was what, but I don't think, I think that Art actually did that because he was that kind of a prankster. You know, he loved doing that. He was very, he was very much in love with his instrument. We all know that. Yeah, I don't think he could stand in any, any spaces. No. He couldn't stand in any spaces. No space. Now, even of all the boxes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, you know, the thing that I admired about him was I remember the intimidation that I suffered when I first met him. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm, as I, I'm, in fact, very honored to say it because he meant a lot to me and still does. And uh, I used to come apart whenever he'd come in, you know, just be destroyed. I'd be playing something and go into my... That, you know, that bag and anything. And uh, he took me aside one night and he said, you know, if you have to hate me, if that's what's going to make you get over this, you just have to hate me. You know, you can't just hate somebody, you know, just voluntarily. I can. Yeah. <laughs> you can? I don't believe that. But, 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 but beautiful. But I thought you cared all these years. <laughs> and, and really, he, uh, uh, it wasn't a case of really hating him. I had to ignore him. As best I could. If you can ever ignore death, <laughs> I had to ignore. You know, and uh, one night he we had a he had a way of talking to, to to pianists through the instrument. And one night he came into where I was playing, and I had gotten over this nemesis of uh, you know not being able to play. And we went to an after-hour joint afterwards, and he. He, you know, he rolled over with us. He said, boy, you should play good. Sound good. You've been getting it together, right? And usually in the after-hour places, you know, the great instigations that used to go on, they'd say, they'd see two piano players together say, and say art. They'd say, well, why don't you play something? And art, you play something. You know, he went straight to the piano. And he, like, just took it apart, literally. You know, just wasted everything on the piano. You'd play something like what? What will he play something like about eight bars of what something oh. like what? Oh, I know. He's, you know, he. I, I can't really do it because I'm just not. Just a little, just a little bit, about eight bars. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Really, you do it. I have never imitated. Yeah, just no, I know, but just you just play eight bars. <laughs> just play eight bars. Just, just, eight eight, bars. just play some eight bars. <laughs> through about, I don't know, he went through about 10 minutes of something and just wasted it all. And he came back over and he sat down beside me and he said, you know, when I get through, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he was a total, he was an ego. He was a very proud man. He, well, he should have been. And I think that, uh, I don't think there is a, a pianist today, if they really want to be honest, of that era that wasn't influenced by him. Do you agree? I'm with, I'm with you. I, I think so. I think Absolutely. that I did. Along with Charlie Parker, who had the same kind of influence yeah. on saxophone players or Lester Young or certainly Coleman Hawkins.
There was Oscar Peterson and the big band leader Count Basie discussing the pianist Art Tatum. And after those two, we heard Art Tatum himself playing the tunes Stay As Sweet As You Are. And the second one was Gone With The Wind. So he definitely reinvented those tunes. Uh, And when I first heard the recording of Gone With The Wind, I didn't even recognize the tune, even though I knew it quite well from all the times I have sung it in the shower. It's true. It is true. Uh, So we get a sense of how Art Tatum had the ability to modernize the music and make all of it sound new. Uh, So we'll switch it up now for a little while. We're going to have Joe Valentine with A Woman's Love. And then after that, we're going to hear Brenda George with Everybody Don't Know About My Good Thing Part 2. So those those ones are up next. However, I could never really find out what happened to Part 2. If I had everything that a rich man could afford, then I still.
attention to the postman Cause he dig every woman he see I know I look good to him, baby But he don't know nothing about me No, 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 Johnny Every, everybody don't know about your good thing They just think they do
Whoever said money can't buy you friends obviously wasn't a member at CITR. When you become a member, you get the Friends of CITR card with incredible discounts in the Main Street area at Antisocial Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Lucky's Comics, Neptune Records, RX Comics, Red Cat Records, the Regional Assembly of Text, the Wallflower Modern Diner, and Woo Vintage Clothing. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to citr.ca. This week on the Arts Report, film, theater, dance, books, visual art, and more. Every Wednesday at 5 p.m., the Arts Reporters explore what's fun, fascinating, campy, or critical in the Vancouver art scene. You can find bonus content on our Mixcloud, Facebook, and Twitter. Got an idea for a review, interview, or original production? Email arts at citr.ca. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. or anytime on citr.ca.
summer light would never shine on any room of mine, no single ray till today. I thought that I would always be alone, romance would be unknown until today. Should I say, why am I so sure that you are really meant for me? I never planned to fall so swiftly into love, and now I know there's nothing more to live you do this all with just a smile and such a little while I'll never know but would you come my way what made you stop and say you'd like to stay there was Arlene Smith with until today the alto jazz singer. And before the break, we heard the interesting orchestral arrangement of the piece Round Midnight with the flugelhorn player Guido Basso soloing there. Now, before we finish up the evening's program, um, we are going to play some Mingus, of course, off of the album Mingus uh uh Um. Uh, and it's going to be these piece Pussycat Dews, uh, seductive and slow recording, um, or slow tune. And then we'll wrap things up with this week's show, a little bit of soul. Thanks for sticking around. Here's some Charles Mingus with Safi Hadi on tenor sax, Donnie Richmond on drums, Horace Parlin on piano, Jimmy Knepper on trombone, John Handy on clarinet, and oh yeah, Charles Mingus on bass. Thank you. 
All right, and that's a wrap on this week's show. A little bit of soul.